2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
3: You're listening to Kicked Back presented by Uber One. Uber One is a membership that lets you save across Uber Eats, Uber Rides, and everything in between. Enjoy unlimited $0 delivery fees, 5% off of Eats, 5% off of Rides, and if you join Uber One today, you can get your first month free. Visit uber.com slash Uber One for details. Day two of World Cup action here on Kicked Back. We got Brett and Liam in the house. Caroline here with you guys. And Liam, I feel like I want to say happy birthday. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Because, wow, what a day for English fans.
2: It was... Do you know what? We probably shouldn't celebrate and be in Iran this heavily. But the one thing I do want to celebrate is the fact Gareth Southgate got out of his ways, put this team in a position to win... And they went out and did what all of us knew they could do with their attacking threats and absolutely dominated Iran.
3: Uh, You know what? I'm so happy for so many reasons. One, Gareth Southgate to me looks like this great uncle that I just want to be friends with and share a cup of tea (laughs) and just tell life stories too I'm happy for him and I remember saying on this podcast like Liam you were saying that you'd be happy with a 2 nothing win if England got two goals in a game yeah. now you're looking at a picture where this team scored six freaking goals and Harry Kane wasn't even amongst the goal scorers like that's amazing
2: yeah it was um, it was really good to see I was actually man I was pretty worried about Harry Kane to be honest for a second there where he like came on rolled his ankle I, I was whew, that was all frightening but yeah like <laughs> Saka redemption game. Yeah. After missing that penalty, it was really good to see him get back on that track for England. Rashford coming off the bench, 26 yep. seconds I think they said. Yep. Uh Grealish, did you guys hear the story about Grealish's celebration? No. So, Jack Grealish, he he when he was at One of City's practices, he met this kid who I can't remember exactly what his name was, but he was like um came to meet Jack. And they were talking and he he asked Grealish, he's like, when you score next year, you do a celebration for me. Aww. And he's like, yeah, like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I want you to do the worm. And Grealish was like, I don't know if I can do the worm. <laughs> so he didn't do the worm. And then the kid was like, okay, well, if you do this instead. And Grealish was like, yeah, I'll do it. So the next time he scored was this goal he scored today and he did the celebration. I love that. So that's really cool. I love Jack Grealish. I think he's a... He has that thing with uh, Miguel Almiron. That's his name, right? Where he like called him out i can't remember exactly what he was but besides that i think he's an awesome guy and he's a fantastic football player. i
3: agree and he has the best hair i'd say oh, in football yeah and he doesn't wear shin shin guards you can't convince no. me that this guy wears anything in and i because in our group chat i'm pretty sure brett today put like the AirPods.
1: yeah it looks exactly like airpods <laughs> that's the all that's in his socks
3: <laughs> like there's there's absolutely no protection on his shins but whatever he he did so well I, Well, today I'm happy that he got off the bench and kind of was that impact player for England. And Jude Bellingham.
2: Oh, that was a good goal.
3: I'm so happy for him. He
2: played really well. He played really well pushing forward, which I wasn't expecting to see from him with England. I know he's capable of it, but just what I expected from this team, like when we did that projected Mm -hmm. start in 11, I said England will play two in the midfield and five at the back. And luckily today they played three with Mason Mount, Rice, and Bellingham and I thought Rice played really well too is kind of like the sitter in the middle with Bellingham yeah like what is he is he 19
3: 19 years old Oh yeah that's what I mean him and Saka like you think about it Saka I believe is 21 then yep. you have Bellingham who's 19 young guys Foden Yeah Foden
2: even even Declan Rice isn't I don't think he's past his mid 20s
3: right It's a nice balanced roster you guys have of experience and also young talent that's able to do the job and we speak about Bellingham maybe should have getting that uh copa trophy or the golden boy award yeah. over gavi i think he should have and i think he's proven that with dortmund in in the bundesliga in the champions league and now we're kind of seeing him do it on the international stage not only you know scoring a goal but scoring his first international goal the first goal for england in the tournament that's a huge monkey off everyone's back for a 19 year old to do that is simply amazing
2: yeah he's a fantastic football player yeah. and England have such a bright future. I think about that often, actually, with England because every time we go into this tournament, my thought process is like, oh, "What if this is kind of the last run?"
0: No, you
2: know, no. I but with this group, like Harry Kane, like John Stones, those kind of guys. Yeah. Like, and by last run, I don't mean like, oh, we'll never see Harry Kane at a World Cup. But like, will we see the strength of this team again in four years? And I think the answer is yes. Like a lot of the like. Like you said, like, Grealish and Foden didn't even start today for England. There were so many other guys. Like, Tamori didn't even make the squad. Yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold was sat on the bench. Aaron Ramsdale is 24 years old. Like, England have a pretty bright future, and there's a lot of other guys coming through in the Premier League too. And But, yeah, like you said, off the top, like, Harry Kane didn't even score a goal today, I and know. England scored six. So we got them. Saka got two. Rashford got one. Grealish got one. Bellingham. And a f- who am I missing? Sterling. Sterling. Who also is only, like, 26. Yeah crazy. And
3: like I feel like, for <laughs> like
2: Rashford
3: Rashford and Sterling nice goals for them to have. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like a maybe a situation where they're like, okay, I've proven myself a little bit. Like, you know, that was a big goal for them to get off their back.
2: Yeah, especially Sterling is such an interesting case with England because he really isn't been great for Chelsea. He hasn't really been great in the Premier League for a couple of seasons. Now he's been very good. But when he, sh- he shows up for England every single tournament, he didn't he lead them the Euro scoring or whatever last time and like was in the team of the tournament? And he just shows up. And it's just, for me, it's a case of Southgate. Like I spoke about it with Harry Maguire. And we'll, yes. I'm sure we'll get to him in a second. Yes. But like you have Maguire who shows up for England. Jordan Pickford shows up for England. Sterling shows up for England. Those three guys on squad form probably don't even deserve to be in the team.
3: So why does everyone shit on Gareth Southgate? Because clearly he's doing something right. In my notes, my first point on Harry Maguire is Harry Maguire is a good player. You can't convince me that he's a good player for England. And then when he goes to Manchester United, he's all of a sudden shit. That's a manager problem at that point. And that's what people need to start understanding. Under in, At Manchester United, he's under Ten Hag, and Ten Hag has his style, and he has his tactics, and maybe Harry Maguire doesn't fit into them. But then he goes into this English squad, and now everyone's all of a sudden comparing Harry Maguire to Paolo Maldini and Nesta, and I'm like, this guy's a good player. He's just, for some reason, the most hated footballer, and everyone kind of jumps on that train, but Gareth Southgate's the one who's not getting enough credit.
2: I think it's a culture thing, and you look at the team, like Manchester United have been... Just the culture's been a lot different, yeah. obviously, the last however long. But when Toxic. you go to these, yeah, <laughs> when you go to this England camp, it feels very positive. And I think that's something Southgate has brought into the team that a lot of other players haven't. Uh, uh, sorry, a lot of other managers haven't. You look at the people before, like uh, who was Sven-Göran Eriksson, had people like David Beckham, Gary Neville, uh, Paul Scholes, Michael Owen. Uh, All these guys, Wayne Rooney, a young Wayne Rooney, couldn't get it done. Fabio Capello had all these other guys, like John Terry in his prime, Lampard, Gerrard, the list goes on. And then eventually you get to Southgate, who isn't this like massive established world manager. Like he managed at Middlesbrough, pretty sure he got them relegated, to be honest. And he managed (laughs) the England of the 21s. I can't remember if he won, but he definitely went to a final with them. But he just knows how to build a good camp at the international level and that's what i think gives england so much success is that when they get there no it doesn't matter what team you play for how well you've been playing what's happened in the past like you're in an english shirt and we are one team now yeah. And that's what matters. And that's why I love Southgate. And I think that's one thing he just doesn't get enough credit for. Well,
3: you're absolutely right, Liam. And I remember on one of our prediction shows, I was, you know, maybe questioning Southgate and him saying, well, our new center backs and our younger center backs haven't done enough to push our old ones out. Basically referencing Tamori and Harry Maguire, yep. and I was like, man, like maybe Harry Maguire, based on everything that's happening and all of the drama and all of the negative attention, will he be the weak weak link for this England team and will he get exposed today? His performance, if he can keep that consistently going in this mm-hmm. World Cup, he's gonna have a career tournament. Yeah, I mean he he did so well. Like I said on one show, I said Gareth Southgate has had Harry Maguire's back, and now Harry Maguire really has to kind of have Southgate's back and by doing that is having these good performances. Today, first of all, there should have been a penalty kick called when he was taken down in the box. It's crazy to me that Iran got a penalty for a shirt pull and Harry Maguire got bulldozed by a player with his... The player's arms were fully wrapped around his body. He had an assist, and I think he had a solid performance. We know that he came off the field because he was sick.
2: Yeah, he was ill. I wonder if that was a heat thing. Yeah, I, I wonder. Must, it must have been. I'm glad it wasn't a concussion thing.
3: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I was worried.
2: I'm glad it, I, I'm assuming it was just a heat thing, hopefully. I mean, like you said, like, he played so well. Um, the goal, I think, could have just been better coverage from him, but also John Stones, too. I think I was just kind of like a it both happens. of them mistake. Yeah. Also, what was it? 4-0 at that point? Like, like Southgate made a quote, and I, I quote tweeted it, and I completely agree with him. He's like, today was really good, and it's like, it's great that we scored six goals, but we shouldn't be conceding two. And Which I, I love. Yeah, and I, I quote tweeted him, and I, I said he's completely right. Like And the two goals that happened, I think, were just mistakes of... Not being fully yeah. engaged. And I think if England were in, say England were in a 1 0 game against France, for example, I think it would have been a lot tighter for England defensively. And you just kind of let things slip once in a while. And I know you don't want to have that happen and you want to be engaged for 90 minutes. Or what was it today? There was 14 minutes oh of, my out of gosh. 24 minutes of added time. I actually counted this up 57 minutes of added time so far in the World Cup. It's nuts. That's four games. That's unbelievable.
3: At that point, so when the, when the I. When the Iran goalkeeper went down, I was like, I felt bad for him because that was a brutal yeah. situation that happened. But I'm like, get him off the field.
2: I know that's what like, I felt too. I, was, I couldn't believe they let him keep playing. I agree.
3: I'm like, get him off the field. We need to keep the pace of the game going. I actually felt bad for England and 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 even the Iran players because I was like, the whole momentum's gone. Yeah, like your your muscles start getting tight. Everything's gone at that point, and you're almost just like, okay, what's going on? I felt bad um, for the goalkeeper, but yeah, that was insane. Like that, I've never. Seen
2: that? No, I I haven't heard heath- either either. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I like I I so I get obviously the first half one it makes sense like that yeah. added time, but then do is ten minutes right at the end of the other one like yeah. why? W- what do we like the VAR wasn't that long like I just it feels like I know they now have that chip in the ball, which is which is why that goal was called offside against for Ecuador. And not because they yeah. paid anyone. Um, <laughs> and and I wonder if they're doing... Slid, I wonder if there's someone now off the field telling them how much added time needs to be added. Yeah. Like, I, I wonder, because it just seems outrageous.
3: Someone's just picking random numbers at this point.
2: Yeah. So I, I got up this morning, and my girlfriend got up with me too, eventually. And we were watching the game, and I told her what happened. So she missed that part. Luckily for her, she, she didn't get to watch the guy laying on the ground for 10 minutes. And... I said, I was like, yeah, they probably stopped the game for about 12 minutes, but I bet they only do like six or seven minutes of stoppage each time. Yeah. And then bang, 14 minutes. Crazy. It was, oh, I couldn't believe it.
3: But back to your Southgate point about oh, him yeah. saying that he was happy that they won 6-2, but they shouldn't have conceded two goals. That's such a good perspective to have. Like if I'm an English fan, I'm hearing that. I'm like, man, we're, we're being coached right now by a rock solid dude because there is many positives from that game, but it's still the first game in a pretty tough group. and. Yep. Gareth Southgate's going to go back to the drawing board and be like, how do we eliminate these two goals? Because come USA, come Wales, we can't let that happen. Um, so I-, I was happy to hear that from Gareth Southgate. And I think that you guys are in a really good position because this was also your first game. Yeah. The- this is going to happen. I mean, we saw the Netherlands day, which we'll get to in a moment. A a team that everyone thought would just easily get at the top of this group really struggle. But these are the first games of the group, right? Like, these things are going to happen. It's
2: going to happen. And we'll get to Netherlands and Senegal pretty quick here. I won't linger on England too long for everyone listening. My dad called me on that, actually. About what? He's like, you talk about England a lot on your podcast. I was like, I'm proud.
3: (laughs) Aw, you should be. Don't worry. When Poland plays Mexico tomorrow, we'll have a nice little bit on Poland and hopefully not me crying.
2: So this is the (laughs) quote from Southgate after the match. He said... I'm very happy, but we shouldn't be conceding two goals. It's a great start, but we have to be better. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I am a miserable so-and-so. Oh. <laughs> like, he was just joking, but he's just like, it's just funny. It's like, yeah, you beat a team 6-2, but also at the last World Cup, they beat Panama 6-0. Yeah. So, well. there you go. You kind of lost your momentum on that one, I suppose. But what? Sorry, what? I was just want to say quickly, it should have been 6-3, but Jordan Pickford made that really good save to push it onto the bar. And it was actually funny. Uh, I'll find his name because he's been – he said – he was a gentleman who tweeted at us asking us to do the oh, yeah. Twitter space.
3: He's so nice, by the way. Hello, um, fine, sir.
2: David Teskew on Twitter. What's up, David? What's uh, up, David? He tweeted me, and it's funny. I put a little Bolton thing in there, too. And he was like, "He's like, I think, um, oh, let me find exactly what he said, because I don't want to mess it up. But he basically said that. Oh, here it is. So he said, uh, watch Pixar's face every time he concedes a goal. You feel bad for him. He looks like a toddler about to throw a tantrum. It's a phenomenal disp- display by England today. They look very dominant. And then he, like, he went on to say, I said, I, was like, I hope we don't see that very often. And he said, I would start Southgate. But I understand. i sorry. I would start Ramsdale. But I understand Southgate's loyalty to this guy. And I said, Aaron Ramsdale may be a former Bolton Wanderers Academy player. <laughs> but I don't believe in him for England like I do for Pickford. And then immediately after Jordan Pickford made that save to push it onto the bars, I was like, great time in picks.
3: But <laughs> Honestly, I, every time now he has a good game, I think of you. But I did notice how almost, I think theatrical might be the word, is when he makes a big save or he's talking to his team, it looks slightly aggressive. Yeah. Like, there was even one moment in time, I think he realized how much he was waving his hands, that he caught himself mid-wave of (laughs) anger, I don't know, or intensity, and he kind of put his hands back down. But I'm like, this guy's in the moment. But you need that from a goalkeeper. Yeah,
2: he's a Geordie. Yeah.
3: He's from
2: up north in England. That's what they all, they all got that aggressive side to them. It's funny, actually. I watched it, England's like... I was just a 17-minute video on England players arriving to Saint George, uh, Saint James's in England, where they where they practice. Is it called Saint George's or Saint James's? I'm pretty sure it's Saint James. Okay, either way, their training facility, <laughs> and all of them come in with like smiles on their face, and Jordan Pickford just like pissed to be there. <laughs> it was Love it, so funny.
3: Um, quickly before we move on from England, Brett, you were saying that Harry Maguire before the game was just loving his life, chilling. Doing some fun stuff on the pitch, Who, that, Harry, Harry Maguire? Maguire.
1: Oh my goodness, I, this guy actually looked like Maradona.
3: I love him. his
1: his juicy his little round the world too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it was he he was having fun, but at the same time, it translated into the game because he, like it, it, it's loose, loosey goosey. But at the same time, I think he sees his, his confidence starting to come you up have here, to,
3: and that's exactly what I wanted to mention is if he's like that in the warm-up, it absolutely translated into the match. And that's the biggest takeaway for me for Maguire after this game against Iran was not only his performance, but now he he has the confidence that he knows he can have a solid performance. He knows he can assist. He should have had a couple headers today. He could have had a couple goals. Yeah, he hit the post or the crossbar. So... That's what makes me so happy is to see him kind of in the moment, still having fun, being chilled out before a World Cup game, which is never easy, especially being Harry Maguire, where you know if you make one little mistake, meme meme nation is yeah. coming out after you. So I was happy to see that. And I'm, I'm happy because I was like, is this guy going to be the weak link? If he keeps playing like he did today, I, I'm i really hoping he has a really good tournament.
2: It just shows, again, the the camp environment that Southgate yeah. has brought in for England and... It's beneficial.
3: And you've been saying this, Liam. You've been Team Southgate. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I respect that about you. You never, I don't know what the word Never
2: like. sway from my opinion, Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I believe. I'm a believer. Who do England have next? Let's jump into that. Really? Oh, the U.S. They play the U.S. on
3: Friday. Friday. They play
2: them on Friday. Yeah. Okay, oh,
3: let's yeah, actually go it. into the U.S. versus Wales.
2: That's burrow.com slash a cast burrow.com slash acast.
3: If we're going to talk the U S played a solid freaking first half of football today. So much so that the, that Wales was like completely taken out of that match. Um, I know a lot of people are shitting on the U.S. right now saying this is the worst team or whatever. I actually completely disagree. I think this is one of the best teams we've seen them have in a very long time. We've talked about it on our show, Liam. Very young generational talents um, playing on really good teams and big clubs and in and, and good leagues. So I just was really excited to see this team. And they really put together a nice 45 minutes of football. Second half. Wales came out in a completely different way, and they took over the game. And I think their first half was pr- performance was almost overshadowed by Bale's goal, mm-hmm. uh, his first World Cup goal ever, which is insane, and Wales's first World Cup goal in 64 freaking years. So massive moment for them. But U.S. four years. Yeah, so since 1950. I was trying to
2: figure that out. On 1958. Eight. What year are we in? Yeah, 58. Yeah.
3: So, quick maths on this show. Um, <laughs> I'm always scared to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. The U.S. kind of shot themselves in the foot because Zimmerman had a nasty challenge. Okay. Nasty. Oh,
2: can we discuss this? Wait, do you
3: think it wasn't a penalty? No,
2: I cannot believe... That he did that? The stuff I saw on Twitter.
3: What did you see on Twitter?
2: Well, first, actually, first of all, what I saw on the pitch was the U.S. players complaining. There's... I, what, how? Zimmerman he made
3: that challenge, he's like he's like, that was nothing. That was nothing. I'm like, yo, you absolutely took his legs out from behind. That's like textbook, like you should have got a red. Honest to
1: God, you should have got a red. He, he didn't, didn't get anything. Get anything. He's lucky. No, uh, he's so looking lucky. at the official
2: sheet, he got nothing. I couldn't but like, <laughs> it was um the striker right, I think his name was, with like asking the ref to look at VAR. Uh for what? Yeah. For what what are we looking for here? Uh MBC. Um, no. NBC Soccer, an
3: actual news outlet. A
2: news outlet no. tweeted this: uh, "You make the call, and then it was, was this a foul? Oh. Uh, I won't show the camera, but Carolyn, this is the picture. Honest
3: to God, <laughs> I watched it live."
2: I couldn't believe it.
3: You guys know I have the US getting out of this group. So the entire game, I'm like, F, yeah. F, yeah. Like, I'm I, this a solid performance by the US. And then Zimmerman did that. I'm like, what the flying F was that? I don't need replay. I don't need VAR. I don't need slow mo. That immediately to me was a penalty and a red card. Yes. Like, it was blatant.
2: Yes, it was a card and a penalty <laughs> yeah, at the I least. Oh, no. I quote tweeted them and said, is the sky blue?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, can pigs fly? Oh
2: my God. I could not believe.
3: Wait, you tweeted at them?
2: I quote tweeted. I love your spicy (laughs) Twitter (laughs) personality. I just, I couldn't believe it. And just the amount of people that were complaining about it it is like, if you, if you never watched this sport before, like you can't even step on someone's toe anymore without getting a penalty. And you think you're going to get away with that? It was just, it, it was unbelievable. But on the flip side for Wales, like, What a celebration! Unbelievable. That was uh, awesome to see, and that was like an all-time like World Cup moment. Yeah, I was just gonna say that when they make the DVD for this World Cup, that that'll be on there.
3: It was so sick watching Bale go up to that like penalty spot because you know this guy's clutch in these moments this guy handles pressure like nobody's business and he took like a couple deep breaths and I was like yo he's in the moment and he absolutely nailed that and I was like no better guy to have that moment than Gareth Bale and also massive credit to this Wales team because the first 45 minutes of the game looked much different than the second 45 minutes and I don't think it's always easy when you're down a goal in the first half and you're playing a good opposition like the U.S. to come out and try and completely dominate that second half, and the, and Wales did that. I was really impressed by both teams today almost. Um, none of them had a complete performance, and that's why the game ended up the way it did. But the U.S., I think the U.S. and England's going to be a good game. What I will say about the U.S. is a lot of their players who played really well in the first half were completely gassed in the second half, like no n- nothing in their engine. And I'm like, what's the heat I know is is a factor, but you'd think that a team like the U.S. who's so well known for – their athleticism would be prepared for something like that. So I was very surprised with that.
2: Yeah. um, It will be interesting, England versus the U.S. Mm -hmm. I think the difference between England and Wales is, obviously England just has a bit more firepower. And I think Wales, maybe not a difference between them, but also Wales just plays a very collective, like, us against the world kind of thing. Like, they know they don't have a lot of great talent. They obviously have Bale, Ramsey's had a good career. Harry Wilson, I thought was pretty solid today. Kiefer Moore. They have a lot of guys who are just going to punch you in the gut. Yeah. And that's how they're going to try and win football games. And that's why I'm actually, I was fairly worried when we got drawn against them. Like, ugh, another one, like another host of Four Nations <laughs> team. We had Scotland in the last one. We had Wales in the Euros before that. I'm pretty sure we've played Republic of Ireland in one of these in a group stage once or twice before too. And it's, it's just not the same. It's not like, Oh, the fifth-ranked team in the world versus the 40th, whatever yeah. Wales are. It's like no, these they get up for this games, and I'm excited. I think this group as a whole is good. I, I, I Iran, We did not see the best Iran today. I no. think like they they do capitalize on a chance. I give them that. They had basically two in England. I guess three. Pickford save one like we spoke about, and they they got the goals to do it. And now I'm curious to see what happens when they do play a US or a Wales, where they it's a bit more level playing field, yeah. and they can go and get them because I know Brett has them coming out of the group. I wouldn't bank on that being over yet. I know it's only one game, but I've, I don't think we Absolutely. saw the best of the round today.
1: Well, you said like they scored the two goals, and if it is a one-goal game, whatever, that is a very important thing. And as well, if, if the states are going to stay undisciplined too – two goals is going to be almost insurmountable if you only have 10 guys
3: so brett brought up a good point today i remember the first half there were like so many yellows given out towards the u.s mm-hmm. and brett told me right before we started recording the podcast how many yellows were given to the u.s four F- four total yeah yeah that's a lot when you're when you're because if you get a yellow one game and a yellow the next you're missing your third right is that how yeah, it works?
2: Yeah, I, I was asked about that today so I know if you get two in the group stage, you would miss the next one. Yes, you would. But, but I wonder, I don't know if you have one, if it gets erased after the group stage. Like, no, it I, does. It yeah? Does okay, group, okay, that's what I wondered. But still,
3: like, these are things that, these were big guys who were getting these yellow mm-hmm. cards. Like, Dest got one, which I didn't think had the best performance today at all.
1: Do you have it up there, bro? Yeah, it was Eugenio Dest got the first one, the 11th minute. Weston McKenney two minutes Another later player. in the 13th. Tim Ream in the 51st, Some and event. then Kellen Acosta in the, well, 100th minute. Yeah, so.
3: like these are things 100th that minute. You talk This about, game did
2: not go the extra
1: yeah. time, people. <laughs> yeah. You talk about discipline,
3: Brett. That's exactly that. Four yellows in, in your first game. Like, you have to be on it yeah. when you play a team like England now and U.S.-Iran next. But also another thing, one shot on target for the U.S., one goal. Where is their attack? And we saw Weya yeah. have a great goal, I think a great performance overall today. He he had that one really nice ball in. Liam, I don't know if you saw it. It was in the first half, but he crossed the ball in and the and the Wales defender hit it off of his head like almost right at his... Oh, goal. He I missed that scored, one. Yeah.
2: I did a live show, people, for yeah. 30 minutes of the <laughs> Liam first Liam <game>. is a <laughs>
3: jack of all trades and does everything for the Nation Network, so he can't watch every second. I squeeze him um, in. But yeah, I think Weya did really well, but other than that, I mean, who who's their... Who's their number nine? Like, they said Josie Altador is no longer in the squad. Who's the guy who finishes these moments for them?
2: Well, that's the thing we said before when they announced the squad. Like, these guys who I think are capable of it. Like, I think uh, I said his name before. Right? Is his name first name Haji Yeah. He's a good player. Weyer got the yep. goal. Like, they're expecting a bit more from Pulisic, I think, with goals in his tournament. Like, Gio Reyna should probably contribute a little bit too. But then... What's that? Oh, I should have remembered his name if I'm going on of speech right. Ricardo Pepe, right? Ricardo Pepe,
1: yeah. He
2: was second in the team in qualifying goals. I know he got three. He got three, I believe, two in one game. But he's also scored. Yeah. Like that's the problem of this team. Like they just don't have that natural finisher, and that's why a team like Wales, I think, is going to get ahead of them in the group because they have the X factor in Gareth Bale. Yeah. And also, Kiefer Moore is a different kind of player, and he causes problems. And I think he did that a lot in this game, from what I saw. I'm not saying he's going to lead this tournament in goals, but he probably can chip in with one or two. They have a target, man. That's what the U.S. is missing. And it's a shame. It's a real big shame because they have so, so much talent on the squad. That midfield is... Fantastic. I
3: mean, okay. I know everyone likes to shit on Pulisic and Brent and I were talking about this before the show, but he had a good game today. He yeah. was everywhere on the field. He was making so much chaos on the ball, off the ball, really good passes, keeping them in possession. This guy works hard. And at the end of the day, um, I would rather have like the hardest working player who maybe doesn't have his best game than the most talented player who isn't moving his feet. And I think that you, there is a lot of talent in Pulisic, but he also works hard. You saw that today in the game against um, Wales, but yeah, you're missing the number. You're missing a Harry Kane on this English team. You're missing, again, for a, an American example, a Josie Altador who's clinical in goal scoring. So that's kind of a tough pill for them to swallow. But Burhalter, you mentioned Brett, doesn't like playing an attacking style of football that he was previously sacked at his former coaching position because of his lack of attacking style of football. He needs to go home today or to his, like, Qatar hotel room and say, well... Who the fuck am I? Sorry. Who the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Who the hell am I bringing in to fill this position? And maybe who am I changing around on the field to give someone that number nine role? Because it's critical at this point.
2: I would say. So today they started Sargent, who plays for Norwich. He wasn't very good in the Premier League this season. He has nine goals in 19 games for Norris this season, which is which is good for them, I suppose. But he's also at a lower level now, so he should probably be conce- uh, scoring more goals. Just looking at the bench, like, is Morris the option? He had seven goals in the MLS this season. Not great. Hadji Wright, playing in Turkey, nine goals, 12 games. That's probably a guy you've got to turn to. He did come on in the 74th minute. Uh, I don't know. Like, or do you even like? Do you even not play with a striker? Now that sounds crazy. But what if you play almost like a Liverpool style, where you have like, let's say you put um, let's say you put Weyer in the middle and you have Aaronson on the yeah, wing yeah. instead, and then you just have kind of have Weyer kind of sit. A little deeper, kind of like Firmino, a little bit, okay. and then get into the box on the attack when the wide men have the ball. He would have to be the work, hardest working man in the field. Maybe Pulisic is the guy that can do it. And if we're just talking about how hard he works, maybe that's something they can kind of do. Because you look at this team, like the midfield: mckenney Adams, uh, Joshua Musa. Uh, sorry, not Joshua Musa. UNAS Musa. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's so well first half, by the way. Yeah, and then also guys coming off the bench. Like, Aronson came off the bench. Wright came off the bench. This team has attacking <laughs> threats. So they just have no one to finish these attacks.
3: You know what? I think Brendan Aronson came, Aronson came on pretty late into the game. Uh, I was surprised by that, actually.
2: 66 minutes.
3: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. um, I'd have liked to see him a little... Earlier, so maybe that's something that they need to consider. But this is again the criticism to Burhalter is that he's stuck in his ways with his systems and his tactics, and he refuses to put his players in different positions. Like I wonder if he goes back home and he's like, okay, we need to sort things around.
2: To give you an example of a manager adjusting to what he has in his team today, Wales played Dan James as their lone striker mm-hmm. or centre forward, and he's a winger. Yeah. But that's what they have. They don't have a lot of guys to pick from. I've seen Bale play there for Wales. Like, they just kind of put guys wherever. Uh, there's another guy here, Ethan Amadou, who's a center back. He's playing, he played center mid for them today.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, you play
2: with what, what, you what you've got. Do. You play with what you've got. Ben Davis is also a left back, played left center back today.
3: Yeah. I but, remember like, Mourinho I just, once was criticized because uh, – I forget for what team he was playing uh, with. He constantly played the counter and he's, he's the media asked him or they said when we watch your team play it's the most boring game. He's like but it works. Mm-hmm. He's like I get the job done. And sometimes you have to play an ugly style of football against teams uh, that you know this is going to succeed against, and it works for us. And it's not always going to be pretty, but it, it does the job. And that, to me, is a coach. Like, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a, an insane you know, high-scoring game. We're probably not going to be saying the best things about the game or probably staying awake during the whole thing, but they get the result. They get the points.
2: Yeah. Um, I guess before we move on to Senegal and the Netherlands, I went back and looked at the 1958 World Cup whilst we were kind of chatting there. So Wales finished second in their group, drew all three games. So Wales has been to f- in four World Cup uh, World group games and drawn all four of them. They did have the lead late in the Mexico game until Belmonte scored for Wales. They lost 1-0 in the quarterfinals to Brazil. And Brazil went on to win their first World Cup that year. Crazy. Anyone want to guess who scored the goal in 1958 for Brazil? To be... I'll give you a clue. He's regarded as the best player I was player about to say it has to be Pele. Yeah, it was Pele. Yeah. Pele scored. And then he scored three against France in the semi-final. Then he scored two against Sweden in the final. Finished the tournament with six goals. By my calculations... Quick math. He scored all six goals in the <laughs> knockout stages. <laughs> so Brazil scored five goals in wow holy smokes brazil didn't concede a goal to the semi-final yeah so kind of you're crazy.
3: saying if wales beats england or iran this is their first world cup win yeah crazy
2: yeah i, I was actually do you know how i always bring up that stats like oh new zealand's the only team to yeah. never lose a game i actually thought i was wrong the whole time when i looked and saw like oh wales drew three games might have just been lying to everyone However, they did lose to Brazil, so it stands pat. Okay. So, hopefully Perfect. hopefully New Zealand never make it back, or if they do, they just get three more draws so I can keep yes. the style alive. <laughs> I
3: love it. I love it. But yeah, I think that actually the group that England's in, which is what group B? Yep. Low-key, low-key group of death. Low-key. Uh,
2: I, th- I think I said this on the predictions, the only group where all, tw- all four teams are in the top 20 of the World Rankings. Yeah, pretty good. It's a a, it is under the radar group, I think.
3: Yeah, and you mentioned today quickly uh, that uh, Iran didn't have the best performance, but I think it's because England played so well. Once Jude Bellingham scored that goal, really kind of started to propel things for you guys. That's what took Iran out of the game. Yeah, you guys are scary. When I was watching the the game today, I was like, England's going to be a scary good team if you can keep it consistently going. Like potential to win.
2: Uh, that might be one of the best England games I've seen yeah. in a long, long time. And I know it's a ran. And I don't want to get too carried away with it. But it's very assuring, I guess, to know that they do have the ability to go and do it. And like we said, like two of the guys that came... These are the guys that came off the bench. Grealish, Rashford, Foden, and Callum Wilson. Yeah. And Eric Dyer, I guess. Yeah. But it's dangerous team. Very dangerous team.
3: Um. But also, a lot of people have Iran as their dark horse or coming out of the group. So, yeah, you know.
2: Iran beat some... Oh, there it is. They beat Uruguay in a warm-up game. I knew they had, like, a big win. I'm not sure if... Uruguay played a pretty decent team, too. Valavurda played. Nunes played. Suarez played. Like, good squad. Iran, I don't let this defeat kind yeah. of dictate yeah. who they are i think they are a good team and we'll get i think we all kind of knew england we're gonna beat them anyway not yeah. to kind of get carried away six two like I, what did i say i say Small three flex. nil yeah <laughs> so i think it'll be fine uh excited for the other games so yeah england, Wales, england usa next which you said was friday at noon and then they have oh, i won't even be able to go on the show to talk about england i won't be here friday folks sorry everyone
3: we need your take
2: Maybe I'll pre-record it. Let's pre-record something
3: <laughs> or send us like an MP4 that we can add into the pod. I'll do
2: it on my drive. Please. That'd actually be hilarious.
3: You should. You should. You could
2: call me and get me on a little screen here. Could we'll we figure it out.
3: We should do that. We be could so do that. Yeah. so funny. Call Liam, our uh, insider. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. Tell you on the road to Prince Albert. All <laughs> yeah, things please.
3: are going. As long as you're driving safely. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no texting and driving, kids. Uh, last game on game day two of the World Cup Senegal and Netherlands and for me a game personally that when you see 2-0 Netherlands it doesn't properly depict how the game actually went Mm -hmm. I think Senegal dominated this game
2: I think they deserve to win absolutely until they didn't if that makes any sense yeah I agree with you I can see what you're saying there that uh, I just Holland had so many chances like Frankie de Jong
3: Yo, oh, can we talk about
2: that? Let's talk about it, and then we'll talk about his redemption arc. Yeah, we yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. quickly I was came for, for that. But man, what are you doing? Everybody in the world knows what you're supposed to do in that situation, and it is nothing what you did.
3: A player of his caliber and expectation, I mean, the only the bare minimum is shooting the ball. Yes. Bare minimum is shooting the ball, getting it on target, missing that. His caliber and expectation is in the back of the net. Yeah. And there was there was none of what I just listed above happening in, oh, in reality.
2: I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked. Also, I'm more shocked that this <laughs> app that I'm using gave him Man of the Match. No. So.
3: Well, okay, because then we talk about his redemption tour. Yeah, That ball he played in for that first goal for the Netherlands was actually like master class.
2: It was world class, yeah. yeah. Like, that's a Frankie de Jong we get. Yes. We sit and watch and see. Yep, And the, the ball... The chemistry between him and Gakpo. Yeah, your boy. Oh, Cody Gakpo. I know it's not even like that spicy of like, well, look out for this guy. And I'm pretty sure he won like the Dutch player of the year or something. <laughs> so it's not like someone who's like out there. But if you haven't seen this kid before, like he put himself on the map today. Like just the ball, the run he made to like find the gap and then great header. Now I tweeted that I thought Mendy could have done better on that goal. Would mm-hmm. you guys agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I didn't think he had a great game even before he allowed those two goals. It was just some things he did that were like a bit iffy, and I think he really let him down. But yeah, just I guess back on the Holland thing, lit I don't think he was great. What did he do? Just kick people all game. Yo, like how did I? I he's I, gonna get a red card.
3: I'm so glad you mentioned that. I forgot to put that in my notes, but I was watching and I'm like, if I was playing against that guy, I would absolutely secretly throttle him I'd oh. be like lay off you're gonna injure me this is the world cup tackle for a ball because the commentators are like oh DeLitt will never you know not go in for a tackle I'm like there's a tackle and there's wanting to take your legs out yeah that's Delit. like he he needs to be careful because he could get a red
2: 100 and I won't feel bad for him no me neither I'm just looking it up here just out of curiosity so DeLitt committed four fouls in the game was fouled once and Ground Jewels won one out of six. Cool. He's so overrated. Yeah. He's a very good football player. Don't get me wrong. I cannot believe he won that Young Player of the Year award when Ajax went on that run. Like, I get it. Ajax was a Cinderella story. He was a big part of it. And he did play very well in that in that Champions League run to his credit. But man, like, this guy, I, he went to events did nothing. Now he's at Bayern Munich. I, I believe he's been hurt a bit this year, right? Also, besides that, he's done nothing. Now he's at the World Cup and just kicking people around who, no disrespect, have these guys I haven't even heard of yeah. before, and you have to kick them because yeah. you can't get the ball off them. It's like, so Ismail uh, Saar plays for Watford in the championship, and he made DeLitt look brutal today, <laughs> absolutely brutal. And Saar is a Premier League-caliber player, don't get me wrong, but DeLitt is supposed to be this world-class defender, and he can't contain a guy who plays for Watford in the championship. <laughs>
1: Uh, Come on. Delic did get a red card as well in the Euros as well. Uh, It was for a handball, but also undisciplined. Surprise, surprise.
3: Well, we'll keep an eye out on him. But uh, I also think that if Sadio Mane was on this Senegal team, this game would have looked a lot different. I think that they were missing him in in a lot of ways, especially in in goal Mm -hmm. scoring. We know that you need to score goals to win these games. Senegal kind of was lacking that. Even though they had some chances, I think Sadio Mane would have... Made it happen. He would have been the guy to secure the bag. Um, yeah, but for me, Netherlands, man, like, I'm not going to lie. I was, for the expectation that I had of them, I was really disappointed with the way that they played. Uh, but I was saying to Brett before the show, Liam, I remember watching one Euro when Spain was a hot, like, on their, you know, the mm-hmm. rise, and, you know, they were the hottest team in Europe, and they were they played such shit. They played, like, shit in the group stages, yeah. and they went on to win the entire Euro. So, like, we talk about peaking on this show. It's okay to have that first group game and it not be stellar, but I hope that the Netherlands can kind of get it together because I was disappointed as a whole by their performance.
2: Yeah, I uh, I was too. I did like some things. Like I liked that they were able to at least create the chances. Yeah. I was more worried about them just simply not scoring on them. That was the biggest thing for me. Um Senegal I didn't really know what to expect. I expected more, I think, from guys like Mendy. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I thought Koulibaly did okay. Saw, like I said, he was probably honestly probably the best player on the mm. pitch. Is that I don't think that's unreasonable to say. And yeah, like I, I'm expecting more from Netherlands. They do get to play guitar here pretty quick, so that should turn things around for them. Their scoring habits will probably get a little bit better. And
0: <laughs> confidence
2: Yeah, as well. yeah so they, they have Ecuador next, right? Yeah, they must, because Senegal and, and Ecuador is the last game. So this is it's a crucial point. I uh, sorry that's what I was thinking when it was 0-0. It would have been a crucial point for Senegal, but now they're down. So, yeah. But this is almost like a, a penciled-in loss, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I kind of saw it come in even before Mane. Like, Netherlands is the strongest team in the group. They weren't good. They walked away with three points. They're going to Be okay with it.
3: That's exactly it. At the end of the day, it wasn't. We were just talking about what I said about Mourinho and how he played with a certain team. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pretty, but they got the job done, and they still managed to score two goals against. I would say a good Senegal team with a rowdy crowd. Like there was a lot of Senegal fans out there really enjoying the moment. So you know that that atmosphere might have been a little intimidating for the Netherlands, and they managed to score two goals. That's not easy in any game, let alone a World Cup stage. So I do agree with you, Liam. There were good moments, Mm -hmm. but I think. Caroline, from like my young years, loving the Netherlands, I was like, oh, I really expected them to be much better, to be quite honest. Um, But maybe we're having a different conversation when they make it out of the group stage. Maybe these are just games that they have to get off their back.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, The fans were all really good today. Now that you mentioned that, I thought all three games had a really Mm -hmm. good support. Worst one was probably yesterday. <laughs> I might, I like not to be rude, but it was the atmosphere definitely picked up on day two. I think it was a very exciting day overall. And uh, tomorrow we have four games. I'll probably yeah. catch three of them <laughs> and record the fourth one. And yeah, I'm excited. It's been a really good start. The Netherlands, Senegal was easily the most. Uh, no, I know, I guess the US, Wales. I, I think the last two games were just very balanced. Yeah. Very balanced. And it's good to see. That's what you want in the World Cup. You yeah. want to see. You want to see these teams, like, what did we get today? So, we got Europe versus Asia, and we got Europe versus Africa, and then we got Europe versus North America, yeah. and we got Asia versus South America. Yeah. That's what you want in the World to Cup. See it. You want I'd love to, see to see these see different it. styles, a bit like the UFC, yeah. where you get.
3: With Delit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it kinda yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. Hey,
2: hopefully they don't play uh, Uruguay. They'll be getting some headbutts <laughs> oh and kicks.
3: imagine Nunes headbutts Dalit? <laughs> Delit's oh taking out his goodness. legs. Oh, my God. That'd be.
2: Be entertaining. It's a (laughs) pay-per-view. Yeah. (laughs) Suarez is still on the (laughs) team. Yo, Suarez is someone
3: I would not mess with. No. Okay, let's get in predictions for tomorrow. Powered by our good friends at Cool Bet Canada. So tomorrow we have Argentina, Saudi Arabia. We have Denmark, Tunisia, Mexico, Poland, and France and Australia. So I'll say... Argentina, Saudi Arabia. I mean, ob- for me, obviously, I would say a win. Maybe like a comfortable three or four nothing win for Argentina. Denmark, Tunisia, two nothing Denmark. Mexico, Poland. Please, please, football gods. T- two, one, Poland. Because honestly, it's going to be a scary game. No matter what Poland plays, yeah. it's going to be a scary game. And France and Australia, I'm going to say. I don't know. Let's do a 2-1 game for France and Australia for France. Andrew Redmayne, shout out. Probably (laughs) won't play, but I like his attitude. So
2: so you said 2-1 France over Australia? Okay. Brett, you go ahead. Okay. I'm going to go. It's
1: going to be an easy Argentinian win. I think I'm going to go at least 4-0. Yeah. 4-0 I'll go for sure. Uh, Denmark and Tunisia, I think, is going to be closer than we expect. Uh, Tunisia has a good... uh, but defense, I think so. I, I'm gonna go a, a one nil Denmark W. Okay. Um, f-
3: <sighs> it's okay. Do it to me, Brett. It's no, okay. It's I, okay. I have, I'm tough.
1: I'm gonna cop out. I'm gonna do two two because I do have po- Mexico coming out of the group. But I think uh, Poland, I think, is a good club. So I'm gonna go two two. I think they're gonna catch Mexico at some point. And I, I, I'm sorry, Australia, France is just gonna be too good. I'm going.
3: Mbappe hat-trick. Mbappe. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely could happen.
2: All right. So I'm going to go Argentina, 5-0. Nice. That also plays into my cool bet pick of the game. So I'm going to ask you guys this question, and you can let me know. So you can either go with a total of three and a half goals over, which is plus 158. So that means if I put 10 bucks on it, I'll win fifteen dollars and eighty cents. Or I can go a little riskier and go with Argentina to score over three goals themselves, which I did just say it would be five 0 so I should probably go for this one. But that's plus one seventy four. So if I put ten bucks in it, I get seventeen dollars and forty cents.
3: Over three goals.
2: Over three goals for Argentina. Yeah, I okay. agree. that will be our pick of the game for that one. And then we'll move on to Denmark. See, oh, where is it? Denmark, I have a little bit more faith in them than maybe you do, Brett. Yeah. I think it'll be a comfortable win for them. I'm only going to go one extra goal, which is 2-0. So I'm going to go 2-0. If you want to place a bet on this one, Argenti- uh, sorry, Denmark, a minus 167 on the... I don't know what they call it in football, actually. I just guess the the money line. Sometimes these different sports have weird ones. Yeah. It's very complicated. Just call it all the same. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to do that, it's not a great payout, but you're probably guaranteed a bit of money there. Then also France Australia, I'm probably not going to put any money on this because France are way too high a favorites at minus three forty five. But I'm just going to put France comfortable win, probably three or four nil. If you want to bet on that, the goal total is minus one thirty three two and a half for uh, for both teams. And then also. What was the one I missed?
3: Mexico Poland.
2: Where is it? <laughs> I did have it and I'm gonna take Poland.
3: Yay!
2: There was um Yay! there was something on here. I don't have my laptop, but we got this thing playing, so I won't pull it up. But they were I was gonna bet Poland on the money line, which I believe was like plus two ten, something like that. So you've put ten bucks on you win twenty one bucks. Nice. So it's good. I feel like it's a very even game. It could go either way. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a draw. But I'm gonna, gonna go with Poland. Yes.
3: I hope we don't disappoint you, Liam.
2: That's okay. I think I'll win my money back on Argentina. (laughs) Honestly,
0: honestly,
3: you will. will.
2: So there you go. That's the cool bets. Bets of the day, powered by cool
3: bets. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And you guys let us know too. Uh, Tweet us, you know, put in the comment section on YouTube. Let us know what you think because obviously we want you guys to be a part of the conversation. So much is going on. Yeah. If you think my 2-1 France-Australia take is crazy, you let me know.
2: Is there one player tomorrow in any of the games, we'll just do this quickly, okay. that you think will score a goal? And oh. I'll tell you where they're at on this and we'll see if it's kind of worth looking at. We'll just do a couple. Just name one player.
3: I do think Mbappe will score tomorrow.
2: Mbappe, so yeah. he's minus 133 as a favorite to score for France. So, not a fantastic payoff. I can't even, I don't know how to load it up.
3: Okay, Lewandowski.
2: Lewandowski. I don't have the Poland one. Damn, I don't know where it is, but he—I w- would imagine just the way this is kind of trajectory he would be the favorite to score. Mm-hmm. So basically, what it means when it's not on is Damn. they're adjusting some if, stuff.
3: If you had the Poland spread up, I'd say at say Piątek because he's the guy who scored Ooh. in their World Cup warm-up game, and he's the guy who played for AC Milan, who was a machine. He, and if he plays, he's like a natural goal scorer.
2: Yeah, I, I know. Let's see if I can search it quickly. If I can find, oh, there it is, Poland boom boom this app is actually very easy to use or oh, the website i'm on right now uh so there it is poland to win is plus 241 okay and to score player goals Lewandowski is the favorite but plus 185 which is very interesting i know he doesn't have a great track record in these tournaments. so basically if you put 10 bucks on that one you would win 1850 not bad for who I- for Lewandowski. Oh. So that's a good one. And then the it. gentleman you said? Well, Piontek. T E K. Oh. He's Welcome not even on the list. Slashers.
3: No way. He has to be. I don't see him. Maybe, no, there. he had to make the World Cup roster. It's okay.
2: There you go. Colbert, powered by Colbert. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let us know your World Cup predictions. We're back tomorrow online. So... Yeah, we'll see you guys then and get lots of rest because for some of us, it's a 2.30 a.m. wake-up call. That's a wrap for another episode of Kickback and thanks so much for listening. You can catch Caroline and Liam here every single week on Tuesdays and Thursdays to give you the latest rundown on all things football. Please don't forget to subscribe and give us a nice five-star rating. Please and thank you. And for even more kicked Back content, follow the 90th minute on all your favorite social channels. See you next time.